Hey, 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 everyone, before we get into today's episode, I have a free guide that is available for download. Okay, it is called Your Next Chapter, Seven Ways to Thrive After Divorce or Even a Breakup. Because here's the truth. It is very important to understand that there is life after and it does not have to be a life of survival or settling. You truly can renew, restore and reclaim your happiness. So please go to tanyacarter.com slash seven ways to thrive. And also the link to download the guide will be in the show notes as well. Okay, that's all I wanted. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reinvent You podcast. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining and tuning in with me this week. May is known for Mental Health Awareness Month um, with an emphasis on National Women's Health Week that started yesterday on May the 8th, and it goes through May the 14th. And the purpose of this acknowledgement is to encourage women and girls to make their health a priority. As women, we wear a lot of hats. (laughs) We wear a lot of hats and we personify many roles in our lives. And according to the CDC, two out of every three caregivers in the United States are women, meaning that they provide daily or regular support to children, adults, or people with chronic illnesses or disabilities, which can result in neglecting their number one priority, and that is their health. Chronic diseases and conditions such as heart disease, cancer, and diabetes are some of the leading causes of death for women, not to mention common mental health issues such as depression or even anxiety. And so here's the bottom line. Women's health must be prioritized. It matters to yourself, it matters to your family, and most importantly, it matters to your legacy. And what I wanted to do today was bring on a guest that I have met out in these internet streets. (laughs) I say that all the time. I'm always meeting people on the internet, but it can be powerful. The internet can be very powerful. And one of those things is actually um, connecting with people. And I connected with um, Dr. Indy Jones actually a few years ago through a mutual friend. He introduced us both. We started following each other. And, you know, I've been following her. She's been following me. And she is amazing at what she does. And I wanted to bring her on to have this conversation about making your health a priority. And so my guest for today is Dr. Indy F. Jones. Dr. Jones is a physician who is board certified in internal medicine. And she currently practices hospital medicine in the greater Atlanta area on a part-time basis. So she's been my neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jones is a wellness coach for women and her coaching focuses on holistic health as it relates to the interconnectedness of the mind, body, and spirit. She addresses the impact that stress can have on one's overall health and sense of well-being. In addition to her one-on-one and group total transformation coaching, she offers in-person and virtual workshops and seminars on health and wellness. And so without further ado, Dr. Jones, Dr. Indy, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Doc Indy. You know, she's on YouTube as Doc Indy. Can I call yeah. her Doc Indy? 
I can yes, call you Doc Indy. Okay. <laughs> Doc Indy sounds so personal. Like that's a friend, Doc Indy. So thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining. I really do. How are you? I appreciate you having me, Tanya. This has been long overdue for us to really chat and share um, a conversation with our audience. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I said before, I met her on the internet. And one thing that I, I look for is just really good information. And that is something that she definitely provides. And I think she is perfect to talk about making your health being your number one priority. And I know that that's something that you do very well. And one of the things that I like to do, I like to always provide clarity to people because when we say things like overall health, I think sometimes it can be misinterpreted as just a physical thing. Yeah. Um, you know, could you elaborate a little bit more on when we define making our overall health our number one priority as women? I sure can. You know, what happens many times is like you said, we think about just the physical and just thinking about it can be stressful. Some people don't like to go to the doctor. Some people feel that ignorance is bliss, which is not a good mindset to have, but it goes far beyond that. You know, I have um, a book as well. I authored a self-help book called Healthy Living for Women. It's more than meets the mind. I could actually add another subtitle that says it all starts in your mind. So what I've learned just from, you know, not from textbooks and all the professional education that I've had, but I've learned in my own personal life experience and taking care of my patients and being there for family and friends that, you know, our emotions, our thoughts and our emotions are so uh, intimately involved with our health. Subconsciously, it impacts our health. And consciously, if we really think about it, you know, it's like whatever we are, whoever we are, or whatever we want to be healthy or otherwise, it all starts in your mind. So it starts with a mindset. And it also starts with having a healthy relationship with your emotions and learning how to process them, not be led by them. And then where you can be proactive in your total health. So it starts with your mental health, your emotional processing. And I also am a woman of faith and it involves your spiritual health, regardless of what that may mean for any individual. There's a spiritual side to each and every one of us. So they're intricately connected, mind, body, and spirit. And if you neglect one area, the others are affected. If you nurture one area, the others are affected. So it just takes a very intentional approach. And as women, like you said, we're we're busy, we're caretakers, and it's just our natural tendency to think that it's selfish to take care of ourselves. But I always say it's not a selfish proposition. It is essential because you can't pour from an empty vessel. So you have to make yourself a priority. Mm, that is so good. I'm so glad you said that, um, you know, being a physician, and I know you work with, um, you know, women a lot. What are some of the challenges that they have in pertaining to their health? What are some of their health concerns that maybe they tell you or you even can identify just by um, being so well connected with yourself? I think there's a, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but some things may can't come up in a scan, right? Some things can just come from, you know, just that energy that you're able to, to find. Like, what are some of the things that you hear? you know, very often from women? Well, when I had the opportunity to have the conversations, let's say in the hospital setting, and uh, I deal with 
things that would cause you to have to be in the hospital, stay in the hospital, okay. admit patients, treat patients, and then hopefully get them well enough to go home. They may go to rehab or, you know, some other setting and follow up with their regular doctor. And so I had the opportunity to have those conversations. Uh, I think maybe a little bit more than the primary care doctor, because, you know, let's face it, they're busy. They have a lot of patients to see. They don't typically have the time to take with you to maybe go a little bit deeper. So when I see the opportunity to do that, you know, a lot of times patients, and I take care of men as well, but they're maybe a little surprised that I ask about what's your level of stress like. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, for some reason, it's coming to mind one patient that I had, and uh, it was some poor life choices that she had been making, come to find out she was homeless. You know, sometimes we um, encounter situations where the social situation is really impacting that person's health. Um, So many different scenarios. I see so many people from different walks of life, but stress is sort of at the core of illness, dis-ease, disease, and whether it's emotional stress or, you know, external stress, internal stress, all of that needs to be dealt with. So that's what I see, but it's not something that people readily talk about. They don't come into the hospital and say, well, I'm so, they may, you know, sometimes I have patients that come in because primarily it's a mental health thing. Maybe they took an overdose. So speaking of mental health, you know, depression where they feel hopeless and I have to make sure they're stable from a medical standpoint before they are taken to a psychiatric facility or getting the mental health that they need, health treatment that they need. So it's multifaceted. And sometimes it's just asking that one question and they can open up a deeper conversation. Mm, yeah, stress is one of those things that is very common, mm-hmm. I would say, in, in quite a few people. But I think sometimes... I would just say from a personal standpoint, I really thought it was normal, Um, you know, but as you said, the mind and the body, I love how you said that in the beginning about how everything connects. And I saw a clip that you did with Bishop Blakes. Okay. (laughs) And I love Bishop Blakes. He was actually on here um, a couple of years ago. Okay. And we talked about the mind Mm -hmm. and I kind of want to revert back to that. Why does it start with the mind and not the body first? Why is that our number one priority when it comes to our health as as women and as individuals in general? It's where it starts because the outcome, if you will, has to do with a lot of different things, including your personality, life circumstances, history, life traumas, all those things, and how you as an individual deal with those things. So your personality comes in, but as far as your mind is concerned, it really controls everything. If you really think about it and you use your mind to think about why is the mind so important? You either choose to do something or you choose not to do something. You're always making a choice. You're choosing to put yourself first or you're not. You're choosing to set boundaries and limits with relationships and responsibilities or you're not. So it is a choice whether we think about it that way or not. We get so busy and we choose not to uh, step back, unplug, and and take some me time, do some self-care. We make those choices, again, because of how we think, how we've been trained, our culture, speaking from a spiritual standpoint, you know, old traditions and, and ways of thinking. I always say sometimes we have to challenge our mindsets 
And sometimes they need a reset. It's the way that we've been conditioned in our culture and how we respond to the different things that happen in our individual lives. Mm, no, that's good. Um, that's that's powerful in itself. Um, I didn't realize how important the mind and body was connected mm-hmm. until I started having health issues. And this was even after losing mm-hmm. 80 pounds. It wasn't the physical, it was the mental and emotional. Right. And I was like, did not know that until I went to a um, holistic doctor and they was just kind of going over like mm-hmm. my stress levels was very high mm-hmm. and didn't even know it because I was on this, you know, women, we are on autopilot a lot yes. and caring for others. And I think we just get caught up in that cycle and then yes. your body will tell you or they will show you. And that, when your body tells you, mm-hmm. you at that point, you think you're in control, but not with the, when your body starts to react is... I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. Why do you think people are not prioritizing their health? I think a lot has changed over the decades, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of resources out there, but mm-hmm. what are some of the common reasons on why you think people, for some who aren't prioritizing their health, what do you think some of the, the issues or the blockages that could be in the way of them really making their health a priority? Um, several things. I think one main reason is that we're all distracted. Mm. the way in which we're forced to be in the world unless we choose to do something different is to be distracted. Even, you know, social media, different responsibilities, we're easily distracted. It's easy to just um, not take the time to focus, not take the time to practice what I call mindful, not me, practice mindfulness, but my coaching practice is mindful health for women. It requires an intentionality, but we Mm -hmm. have this hustle and bustle mentality that we've adopted because of the society in which we live. And so we're easily distracted is one particular thing. And as women, we're just wired a certain way to take care of other people first to our own neglect. We feel this guilt You don't know, I've talked to countless women who can attest to that. And I'm sure you can relate. Oh, you know, it's interesting. The other day I picked my my teenage son up from school and I had gone for a hike and I had a a peanut butter smoothie protein or whatever replacement meal. And I'm like, I know he's going to want some. (laughs) So it's like, can I have some? Can I have some? And and I was like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, you can can finish it. And then we got home and there was something else that I wanted to do. And he, he said, um. I said, you can go first. He's like, why are you always putting yourself second or not putting yourself first? And to hear my son say that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> or sacrificing. He's like, you can put yourself first sometimes. So he must be listening to some of my podcasts or my coaching calls. <laughs> so, but it's just in our nature. We have this nurturing uh, maternal nature, whether you are a mother biologically or otherwise. It's just kind of in our DNA. Yeah. And uh And, you know, I want to speak to the men as well. Many of them have so much responsibility on them and then they do not have the permission Mm -hmm. to express how they feel because it's considered weak. I'm reminded of another patient that I had who came to the hospital after passing out. And when I was able to get more information about the circumstances surrounding that event, he was emotionally stressed about his job. He felt Mm -hmm. he wasn't 
you know, competitive with the young kids. And so if he left that job, how is he going to find another one? He broke down in tears. Mm. He had the permission or the level of comfortableness with me to allow himself to do that. And I just, more than I read uh, test results, you know, there were some findings, but the biggest issue was that stress. And I said, you're going to have to deal with that. Talk to your wife, come up with a plan, but you got to take care of your mental health. He was a mess. And I felt like I was a psychiatrist more than a general internal medicine doctor. Every day we're just talking about his mental health. It is so vitally important. You can't bypass it. It is where it all begins. Wow. No, that's important. And as you said, I I mean, this isn't definitely to say men don't have their challenges with Mm -hmm. with mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. I know men's mental health is in June, I believe. Mm -hmm. And just the importance of giving yourself permission to not be okay. Yes. I think in allowing yourself to admit it with no shame or guilt, I think we live in a world where it's looked down upon and, mm-hmm. and mental health is, again, this is how it starts with the mind. Um, you have things such as, as depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, and certain types of depression that um, probably may have more of an impact on women than men. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's one of those things of, you know, making it a plan and making a conscious choice to place yourself first. I think what you Mm -hmm. said, distraction, Mm -hmm. that word is just powerful, right? I mean, social media, which is a huge part of our lives, if we can just Mm -hmm. be honest, um, where it plays on things such as your mental health, Um, maybe just navigating the day-to-day life, managing kids, um, things of that nature, um, where you know, which is something I kind of want to want to talk about, but I got this question that I want to ask first, because one of the things that I tap into a lot is, you know, going through the mental and emotional process of getting to the other side of transitioning um, from relationships, right? And how influential is a person's um, relationships to their overall health? Because again, we compartmentalize this one area and don't think it affects or impacts other domains of our lives. And so, and when I say relationships, I'm not just speaking of romantic. I'm just talking about all kinds of relationships in our, Mm -hmm. in our lives. How influential does that play in our overall health? It's very influential because we don't live on an island. We have Mm -hmm. relationships, whether they're personal, professional, you know, workplace and what have you. And you have to be able to have, you know, emotional intelligence, learn how to interact with people in such a way that you protect your mental health, that you're not internalizing things, that you're not operating in drama. You know, in my self-help book, I actually have a chapter there about relationships across the board, being able to set boundaries, being able to be okay with yourself and love yourself and not devalue yourself based on what somebody is or isn't doing, that you, number one, have a good relationship with yourself. And me being a woman of faith, that ties into my relationship with God, being able to see myself as he sees me, that he is love and I was made in his image, therefore I am love. And if we're supposed to love our enemies, how much more should we love ourselves? Or if we love them as we love ourselves, how do we really love ourselves, right? So we have to love ourselves set boundaries, learn how to operate in relationships, not in a selfish way, 
you want to lead with love, but that love that you're leading with doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be taken advantage of, walked on, doesn't mean that you're going to be defensive either, but that you're just going to have this sort of peace about yourself that you will into your life by how you operate and interact with other human beings. You know, even if it is your romantic relationship or your spouse or whatever, that again, you have that self-love at the forefront as you learn how to love other people or just interact with people that you don't necessarily consider yourself having a lot of love for, (laughs) but they're important because you had those relationships. And also being able to know when to give, you know, treat someone as we say, us older folks, we have a lot of sayings, handling someone with a long handled spoon. Sometimes you got to love folks at a distance. So there's a lot of things that goes into your relationships that when you're intentional and have the tools that you can use to be your best you and healthy in the space of that relationship, then that's going to go a long way because you can't ignore them. You don't live in this world by yourself. You're going to have some type of relationship. superficial or otherwise. And you just have to learn how to navigate the interactions, the connections and what they uh, mean to you and what you will allow in your space and what you want. So they're very important when it comes to your mental health. Mm, I love that um, relationship management. I think that's underrated. Um, I've had clients from, you know, just different walks of life. And, you know, you, you talked about the mental and emotional part. And I think this is the part that is so well connected because even from our nutrition, like yeah. certain foods are just will grab because we're under stress in these relationships that may not be complementary to our quality of life. And, you know, it impacts your mood. It impacts yeah. your brain. It, it, it's so many different layers to this thing. I've had people who had hair loss um, just due to the stress of relationships, um, weight gain or weight lost, inability to sleep. I mean, it's just so many different variables to this thing. Um, What are some ways that women can improve this? Like, what is something tangible that they can do at this present moment to truly improve their overall well-being? Because one of the things that I like to go against is the objections. You know, Doc, I got kids. I'm a single mother. Mm -hmm. I work two jobs. I don't have the money. You know, I don't have time. It's too hard. You know, all these different Mm -hmm. objections that we hear. But one thing that I've learned is that as an individual, how you are impacts how you function every day. And so what are some things that women can do to improve their overall well-being? I say you have to have a plan. You have to plan to be well. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm very big on having actual wellness, health and wellness plan written down, executed, tweaked, changed as needed. But sometimes it's just these great ideas that you have, goals that you have in life that you write down and steps that you know that you need to take to have that same approach with yourself. Put yourself first, give yourself the first 30 minutes to an hour of the day. If that means getting up an hour early, and going to bed an hour earlier, you know, so that you can get the proper rest that you need. Because if you put yourself first, first thing, it's going to set the pace. So whatever that looks like, whatever you have on your plan, where you make sure that you're addressing three areas, the three main areas that I focus on, mind, body, and spirit, 
and I have a little planner that I, I try to disseminate. It's on my website. You can click on it to get a free download, but uh, write it down however you want to do it. Have it written down, have alarm alerts set up to remind yourself, hey, I need to drink a glass of water to remind yourself, hey, it's time for me to take 10 minutes to just meditate where I'm just sitting here doing deep breath meditation. Make the plan, write it down, have the vision, make a plan, write it down, execute it. And there's three pillars that uh, work for my clients, particularly the group of women that I'm working with now that are slaying it in the weight loss category. And I really emphasize it within that you have to have a plan. Uh, you have to have some accountability and you have to have some motivation. Now that accountability can look like a lot of different things. You know, being uh, in a coaching program, obviously you have that. If you have a friend, a family member that can help you be accountable, or maybe you have some similar goals that you're working towards. So having that accountability is very important. You don't have to do this thing alone. And like I said, thirdly, the motivation, you have to figure out what your whys, what your core values are. Let that motivate you. Keep those in the forefront, write them down, have your positive affirmations, all these things that you need to outline, write it down and have just mechanisms in place to keep you on track. Have grace and mercy with yourself because none of us are perfect. We fall off track, but you just get back on. You reevaluate the plan and say, well, I, I set myself up for failure here, so I may need to change this or do that. Life circumstances happen. Let me change my health and wellness plan. You really need a plan. And it seems kind of foreign to people. Sometimes when they hear me say that, they say, that sounds like a good idea. But having a good idea is one thing, but putting it into action, let's do it. Let's do it. Again, it just doesn't happen. You're going to feel so much better when you do. When you start having that peace, that decreased love, stress hormone level, you're just going to evolve. You're going to grow. You're going to slay most days. It's just amazing what you can accomplish when you have a plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really is your your pathway to freedom. Yes. You know, just that discipline of, you know, being intentional um, mm -hmm. because it, it helps you prioritize. Um, let's talk about maybe women of wisdom. I like to say women of wisdom, mm -hmm. right? Um, maybe women who are of certain ages who may be limited to, to funds, expenses, resources, right? Um, women do <clears throat> live longer than men. Mm -hmm. But then what comes with that is the health um, effects too, if not, you know, managed or taken care of um, effectively. What are some resources that women can take advantage of to improve their overall health as well? Well, you know, when if resources as in funds are low, it doesn't take a lot to take care of yourself. It really doesn't. Okay. There are a lot of free resources out there. Uh, for one thing, you can talk with your primary care doctor and see what kind of free programs are out there. There's a lot of educational, you know, speaking of social media, there are a lot of free things out there. There are YouTube videos where you can, uh, I have one client, I'm like, let's try this YouTube video the first 20 minutes of your day. So there are a lot of things out there for your disposal. I'm a Google queen. You could Google whatever it is that you're looking for Seriously, and find what you're looking for. Yeah. But I, like I said, I really want to encourage you 
to have to foster a good relationship with your primary care doctor, even if they don't have a lot of time. When you go for your next appointment, make that a priority conversation. Say, hey, I want to know what my numbers are or this, that, or the other, whatever is going on with you. Uh, but this is what I'm trying to do. How can you help me? You know, right. uh, it's very important. Yeah. How often should um, someone go see their primary care um, physician? It depends if you have some chronic diseases like hypertension, as I right. as do I, because I inherited that thing, or diabetes. Typically, your doctor and your own medication will want to see you about every three months to check on things. So it just depends on your chronic conditions. Mm. But you definitely want to see your doctor at least once a year. You want to stay on top of your screenings uh, if you're at the appropriate age for your mammogram your GYN screenings, those type of things. If you're uh, at the age where you need your colon screening. So I've done a lot of YouTube videos on screenings. If anyone wants to look that up on YouTube, Doc Indy, you can find the screening videos that gives you more information about that. So that's also a very important component of your wellness plan is your screenings. Mm. ignorance isn't bliss. I remember someone telling me they didn't want to go get the colon check because something might be found. I'm like, that's the whole purpose. Uh, not finding it doesn't make it go away if there is something there to be found. So early detection is key. Having a healthy lifestyle reduces your risk of all sorts of things, not just cancer, but those chronic diseases or the complications thereof with hypertension, diabetes, those complications being stroke heart attack, heart failure, kidney failure, being on dialysis, all those things. So there's a lot of information out there to be found. You just have to put forth the effort to find it, come up with the plan and execute it. Just be the champion of your own health, just like you would for a loved one. You want to be there for that loved one. So the same energy that you put towards advocating for them, you need to advocate for yourself. Hmm, that's good. You know, I didn't even realize that heart disease was one of the number one conditions for mm-hmm. death in women. Yes. Um, I think for some reason I thought it was men. Right. And oh, that uh, yeah, men and women across the board. Heart it's like, wow. You know, like that, that really amazed me. Um, and, and ladies, I think it's important. Like she said, every year to just go to the doctor, like that's your self-care. It's not just feet, nails and hair, yes. and, you know, <laughs> and I, and I say that respectfully because I know that's consumer self-care, but then we have that internal self-care and that's just going to get your checkup, like just every year, you know, putting it on your calendar or finding the free resources that you can go to maybe in some of these free clinics for those yeah. who may not have insurance or something like that is, is, is that accurate? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There. You can look up, up online, free healthcare clinics in your area, in your county, and they will work with you. I have plenty of patients that I discharged from the hospital that I refer to some of these free clinics, or they may be a small fee. They will work, they'll work with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's, let's go out there and like you said, Google, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my BFF too. And just yeah. go out there and see what they have. Um, I would like to ask you a personal question. Was there a time yeah. where, and I know you being a physician, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes, you know how you can be a physician, but <laughs> you're not a physician to yourself, you know, <laughs> you, be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, I can tell you what to do, but I'm not doing it. I mean, was there a time in your life that did you not make your health your number one priority? Was there a season in your life where that was um, 
maybe problematic for you? I would say there was a season in my life where emotional stress needed to be handled. I kind of, believe it or not, stumbled across health and wellness for myself. And as life continued to unfold, certain circumstances occurred. I said, okay, I need to take care of myself. I need to get the message out that women uh, take care of themselves. So uh, one particular thing that comes to mind, I've been divorced for, uh, eight, happily divorced for about eight years. And um, I was beginning to take care of myself a little bit uh, prior to that happening uh, from a mental health standpoint and just trying to do what made me happy. But when I say I stumbled across it, I started working with a personal trainer just because it was the beginning of the year and my then spouse, his coach was looking for some clients. So I started lifting weights with this coach three days a week, 30 minutes. And I had no particular goals. I was just there because I thought it was a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. And after about six months, he's like, you're losing weight. Wasn't a goal, but just the weight training is a very uh, important aspect of your total wellness plan. You know, as you age, muscle health, bone health, all that stuff, but byproduct mean weight loss without me even changing what I ate. And I, I got that motivated me and I like to challenge myself. So what else can I do? So I kind of went through an early midlife crisis. I got into natural bodybuilding, all this stuff. I got in the best shape of my life. And I felt so good. I came off of my blood pressure medicine for a minute. I had to get back on because the genetics kicked back in. But I began to watch what I ate. And um, so blood pressure, definitely uh, something that I inherited. I've had some episodes in which it was quite elevated. And I had to be even more intentional with my health and wellness plan, with what I eat, with the physical activities. And, you know, thank God I had symptoms because a lot of times it's a silent killer and you don't know. Thank God I, you know, knew that my family, everybody, mama, daddy, all my siblings being the youngest had high blood pressure. So I got entered into the club involuntarily. <laughs> you know, just knowing, being in tune with your body, knowing your family history, knowing when something doesn't feel right and, and maybe you need to get something checked out. So I definitely, because of that condition and, you know, my stumbling across weight loss and trying to be healthy physically is going to go a long way in reducing my risk because of the condition that I have called hypertension. Mm, I love how you said being in tune with your body. Mm -hmm. um, many of us are disconnected. Yes. You know, is it safe to say that we're not in tune? We're not, you know, your body is telling you something. And like you, you mentioned that there was, I know you said earlier about going to get a, um, I think it was a um, colonoscopy and someone fears mm -hmm. getting news that they don't want to hear. But if you right. feel something and you sense something, you know, just being in tune and saying, okay, hey, let me, let me be proactive right? and going to get it checked. I love how you said getting in tune, just getting more connected, knowing your body mm -hmm. well, what it likes, what it doesn't like. Um, as I've gotten older, it's just certain things my body just don't respond to well anymore from certain foods um, to just certain things. My sleep patterns have changed, just so many different things and just acknowledging my body and what that means for me now is very important. It was something else you said too, and you, you said the word inherited. And there was something I said earlier about understanding that your health is prioritized because it's a part of your legacy. And knowing that, hey, this is something that my family had 
and not being casual about it as opposed to saying, well, my father's a diabetic. My mom has high blood pressure. So, you know, I got it too. And just kind of like accept that as normalcy and how important it is, number one, to know your family's history, but then also change the trajectory because even in knowing that it can still be altered. Amen. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And and you don't want to wait till you have symptoms. So that's why it's important. And in my case, you know, I was um, had just graduated medical school, intern, still breastfeeding, stressed out because I'm an intern. They expect me to stay up 24 plus. I all kinds of crazy stress. Right. And my blood pressure was through the roof. I just had this weird feeling inside in my head. It wasn't quite a headache, but just I'm like, I need to get my blood pressure checked. And I knew that because I knew my family history. So symptoms had happened. My body was going through a lot of changes, transitioning from giving birth, all these different things. And so you have to be in the know because in many cases, you may need to be screened for certain things a little sooner. Right. And my mom, rest her soul, died from colon cancer. She had never had a screening, unfortunately. And uh, at this point, I have to have mine checked every five years because of that. So there's certain guidelines that get dictated by that family history and your age and when certain things should be looked for long before a symptom could come up. Because again, the sooner you know, the better. And those chronic diseases like hypertension with no uh, symptoms in many cases, and you have a stroke, a heart attack, didn't know you were diabetic, you come in and you've had a stroke or heart attack, and I see your blood sugar level on average is two to 300, and you didn't even know it. Or you have symptoms and you just write it off and you self-diagnose and just blow it off and say, oh, it's nothing. So you have to know your family history so that you can bring that to your doctor's attention and your doctors can make recommendations before something happens. That's so important. No, that's good. That's good. I just wanted to touch bases on that a, a minute because I know you said you inherited a few things and I wanted to because I, I hear that a lot. Right. Um, I even found myself saying it at one point um, where it was almost like a normalized sentence where, OK, mm-hmm. yeah, it runs. So it's almost like mm-hmm. you expect it to happen right. and think that that's how it's always going to be and knowing that we, we can change that by being intentional, being conscious and and doing things to prepare us and be very proactive. I love that. Um, I know you have a book and I wanted to highlight your book sure. um, and you have, it's called Healthy Living for Women. Mm-hmm. And you also have an e-course on that as well. Healthy Living for Women. So if you're on YouTube, she's showing it right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And that book, um, what is the book based on? Okay. It's based on all that we've talked about this morning, where you have to put yourself first. It is a self-help book. And I deal with the mind. I deal with thoughts, emotional processing. I comment on several mental health conditions like anxiety, depression. I give different scenarios about things to make it a little entertaining. Like, uh, you know, it's an interesting read. I, let me put it that way. Sometimes I pick it up and say, oh, this is pretty good. You know, I'm, speak, I'm speaking to myself as I'm writing for everyone else. But it's a self-help guide to help you navigate how you think your mindset and hopefully inspire you to find that motivation within you to make yourself a priority. So it's mm. heavily weighted on mental health, mindset, 
emotions and just an inspiration for motivation to be your best healthy self mentally, physically, and spiritually. You can write in the book. Some people don't like to write in the book. It's a short read, easy read, but the intent isn't to just, oh, get through it and, you know, okay, I'm done with that next book. It's something that you can come back to, reflect on, and help you grow. It's, it's intended for you to do a little bit of work. Some women have said that it was uncomfortable when they first started reading, like, oh, you wrote this for me, and it reminded them of something, but they were able to come back to it and work through it and found it to be therapeutic. Mm. No, that's good. That's good. And you have an e-course to kind of like supplement, um, mm-hmm. supplement the book. Okay. And you also have a holistic wellness program, which focuses mm-hmm. on the health impact of stress. Yes. And you also have another one that focuses on healthy weight loss. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's good. And so what I'm going to do, I am going to put everything down in the show notes for everyone to um, find your information as well as your social media handles. And mm-hmm. I know we're kind of pressed for time, but do you have any um, um, final words um, f- for women? Um, I, I am an advocate for health. Just, you know, I used to be 240 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was. And I lost 80 of it. Um, Mm -hmm. However, there was the the mental and emotional part that I didn't lose. You know, I had a lot of that weight. And um, it took my body to go into, um, like, I ended up having a a panic attack at my daughter's school. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't even know what it was at first because I never had one. But I felt like I was going to die, literally, because my heart was racing. Mm -hmm. It came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And um, it was from all the stress, literally, that I felt that I could take on because, you know, you're identified as strong and mm-hmm. you got it and, you know, you can do all things and you wear that with a badge of honor and you try to live up to that. And um, that impacted me because my daughter saw it and she was young. She was very young at the time. I mean, Kyla was about four or five years old. And she was crying. She was scared. I was scared, you know, because I was like, what in the world just happened? And I kept having them. And um, I, I don't have them really at all. I mean, I can't even recall the last time I've had one. And that is a blessing. But a lot of that had to do with making my health a priority. Yes. Out, outside of just the physical component. And so um, with that being said, any final words that you want to share with someone, you know, on, on this topic? hmm What I would like to say is that you are worth it, that your health is paramount paramount to your very being, to your life purpose, to your family. Everything that's important to you, it starts with you being your best you. And it's not selfish to want to be your best you for you. It's okay Mm -hmm. to love yourself. It's very okay, more than okay. So put yourself first. Design a plan, make it intentional, start the day doing you, and that'll just set the pace for the rest of the day. Set your goals. Think about everything that your best you will empower you to do mm-hmm. and let it motivate you. You're, you are loved. Just, just love yourself. That, that's what I have to say. Love yourself. Love yourself. Yes. Love yourself. That is... A buzzword, but it it has the true significance of it is it runs very deep. And a huge part of that is 
prioritizing your help. And so I really appreciate you for saying those final words. Where can people find you? Okay, you can find me on social media, on Facebook. My Facebook page is open. My personal, I, I like to be personal. It just works better that way for me. So Doc DOC space I-N-D-I-E. Uh, you can find my YouTube channel there where it's more medical education there, some medical educational videos there. And you can also book a call with me or learn more about my, my book is on Amazon, but if you go through my website, it'll connect you to it. And so that my website is mindfulhealthforwomen.com and you can get more information there. And that wellness planner that I mentioned, just a tool, something that you can use to start to learn how to love you. Mm, I love that. And so as mentioned, I will put everything down in mm-hmm. the show notes. And, you know, if anything, go to her, her YouTube, mm-hmm. get educated. I yes. think that's where it starts. And that still is a part of the mind, just yes. hearing different things um, and reprogramming your mind on prioritizing your health. And so, um, Doc Indy, I appreciate you coming. It's been a long time. We yes, need to talk. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me get her on here. Um, you know, I wanted someone who was, um, not only just a doctor, but a doctor who cares. I think that's important. Um, you know, going to someone who you're like, I trust this person. And that's important too. Some people may not feel as safe. And again, as you said, having that safe space, um, even in the medical field is important for, you know, us patients, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we, we don't want to feel like a number, we, you know, wow. and I know, and I think it's also safe to say, I know they're busy, right? Mm-hmm. And they're working and I can only imagine what it's been like these past two years and shout out to all the first responders, shout out to all of you all, because I'm telling you, I mean, you are amazing. And I mean, I can only imagine the amount of stress and even maybe not prioritizing their health mm-hmm. to help save other people. And so we definitely appreciate everyone out here um, doing their thing and just, you know, really being a servant um, in this industry, because it's definitely, I know it's been a very interesting two years. Yes, um, <laughs> Right. And so we definitely appreciate the work you do and continue to do it because we need our doctors. Um, I believe that that's something that God has called many people to do and to serve in. And so we need you and we definitely want you to be your best as well. (laughs) You You know, I took my own medicine by going part-time this year, kind of a a leap of faith, but I feel so much better. I was really stressed out. You can really, I don't know. Some people I'm sure that they didn't imagine or didn't think about us so much on that level. I mean, we do, but you know, I'm like, I'm stressed. This is just too much. So wow. I, I made that sacrifice. I said, I'm going to just kind of work part-time. It's actually PRN. Um, and, and it's a, such a better thing for me in this season of my life. So I'm really happy. <laughs> really? Okay. So you just went part-time. Yes. And I'm doing more of my coaching and just doing me, loving me and equips me to love other people better. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, that's that's amazing. And I think, again, this is part of making our health a priority, just listening to mm-hmm. what what it does. And I can only imagine how that's been for everyone in the industry of um, medical um, care and just being available, working a lot of hours, um, maybe even feeling under, unappreciated. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say I appreciate you. I tell my OBGYN this all the time, be like, girl, thank you. I, mm-hmm. you know, just, <laughs> I need you. I, you know, I love you. Like, don't go nowhere. 
you know, but I, I understand that there were some things that had to be made in this season of your life. And so congratulations to you. And I believe because of that, your culture program is going to take off in ways that you probably didn't even imagine just by, I would say, being obedient to what is best for you. That's it. That's it. Right. So thank you. I appreciate well, I you, um, you being a guest. And I know a lot of people will be blessed by this message. And you take care. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. I truly enjoyed this interview with Doc Indy Jones. Um, she said something that I wanted to highlight before I close out. And she said, be your own champion. And I thought that was really profound. You know, be your own champion. And when it comes to your health, you have to be the champion of your own health. And, you know, I would be lying if I said that this stuff was easy. It's simple. It's just not always easy because that means that you have to do something that either you haven't done before or haven't done in a long time. And that is to put yourself on your priority list. Okay, unapologetically. Right. And so I challenge you to get very clear on what can you do today to be the champion of your own health. All right. And so I put all of Doc Indy's information down in the show notes where you can follow her her website and where you can purchase her book or even if you're interested in any of her coaching services. All right. So please make sure that you are following me. My social media handles on Facebook and Instagram is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-A-K-S. Also, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast episode will drop. Also, this particular episode was recorded via video and it is on my YouTube. And so if you're interested in catching the video version of this episode, please head over to my YouTube channel, Miss Tanya Speaks, so that you can catch the episode via video. All right. And also, please leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential in your journey of your personal growth and development, I would love if you went over to iTunes and leave me a review. And last but definitely not least, share this information. Okay. We share everything else. And if you know that this podcast can be beneficial to someone that you know, please share it out. All right. So thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time.